Now you and the games are one. Super Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Sulior, and I hope everybody enjoyed the episode that I did last time on the history and um, importance of Ash Ketchum from the Pokemon series. Uh, kind of a retrospective on him since his story is apparently coming to an end in the anime. So, yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed that. Thought I'd do something a little bit different in that last episode. But in this one, we are going to be going to back um, to something that we've kind of done before. And that is the um, history of an item or a game or something. In this case, it is an item. So... As you probably gathered from the um, little the uh, commercial that I played at the beginning, we are going to be talking about the Power Glove. Now, this is something that I have talked about a few times in the series, but I thought I'd actually do an episode on it this time. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Power Glove. But before we get to that, we do have... A little bit of news here. Not a ton. Um, but yeah, we, we do have a little bit of news. So first up, um, I thought something uh, kind of cool. The uh, Mario Kart National Championship took place not too long ago. And it turns out somebody from uh, where I live in Iowa became the national champion. So... I'm going to link the article in the show notes. You can actually watch uh, this person win. So this person's name is... uh, Give me a second here. Amber Lothers. So this uh, person uh, won the championship. So it turns out that uh, we got some talent here in Iowa. So... Uh, congratulations to Amber Amber Lothers, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, see, next up is a little bit of a bittersweet story. So, I guess there was somebody who found their late grandmother's video game collection, and it's got pictures here. There's a bunch of uh, Game Boy Advance SPs. Uh, there's some. There's a Game Boy Color and a bunch of Game Boy Advance games. And here, <laughs> here's something that's kind of funny. So this uh, guy's, uh, this person goes by Chris Reed, K R I S R E E D on Reddit. And apparently, my cat wants to say hi. Um, this person's grandmother didn't realize what i guess didn't know what save states were i guess my cat wants me to pick him up here so uh, actually it looks like he wants me to get him up 
uh, or uh, get up and go do something uh, probably give him food but anyway um i guess this guy's uh this person's grandmother didn't really know how to overwrite save states so instead she bought a bunch of different copies of the same games so there's uh, <laughs> including multiple uh, copies uh, or multiple Game Boy Advances um, so there's 19 different Game Boy Advances and 26 copies of Wario Land 4 and 13 copies of Mario Pinball Land so yeah um, rest in peace uh, Chris Reed's uh, grandmother but um, I guess it just goes to show you the love that uh, she had for Chris Reed and also her ignorance with how video games work <laughs> but hey you know it, it's kind of a uh, I guess a kind of a bittersweet story here uh, next up is something that I thought was really kind of funny so I don't know if you guys watch uh, TikTok. you guys probably are familiar with TikTok. Uh, well, <laughs> um, this was actually posted to Twitter, but, um, the Pokemon, the official Pokemon TikTok channel posted a video that was littered with F-bombs. So, <laughs> um... I don't know if you guys have seen the videos where there's kind of a, um, a couple of people doing kind of a play on the if you're happy and you know it song but it you know one person keeps slapping the other one to slap 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 well the pokemon official pokemon tiktok posted a video where two pikachus were doing that with each other and yeah there it's like motherfucking hands um yeah i don't know if it was because most of the people that are involved with game freak are from japan or what i don't know what the deal was but yeah that was actually posted on the official pokemon tiktok and it was taken down within about an hour so um yeah uh I thought it was really funny, though. Um, so, you guys have probably heard me talk about Super Nintendo World. You know, that, um, and just uh, Nintendo World. So, Super Nintendo World is in Japan. And the resort now has a Super Mario-themed restaurant. So, if you're ever in the area, go check it out. You'll never know... Uh, kind of food they've got i'm sure it's all mushroom themed and things like that but hey you know i'm okay with that uh next up is uh, something that I, i've kind of talked about this before how some of the zelda games are kind of hard to find these days um so i've got a polygon article that kind of goes through each game in the Zelda series, um, excluding the spin-offs like Triforce Heroes, Four Swords, Four Swords Adventure, 
uh, Tingles, Rosie, Rupee Land, the CDI games, things like that. Um, this goes through the main games in the series and tells you where to find them. So I will link that in the show notes. Um, some, so, you know, a lot of these are going to be on the Switch, uh, either as re-releases or part of the uh, Nintendo Switch Online service, like the original game, um, Link's Awakening. Um, they're count. They're talking about the re-release, like the remake, not uh, Link's Awakening DX or the original on the Game Boy. Um, yeah, games like Minish Cap were re-released for the Virtual Console. Um, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, those are only available on the original system, the Game Boy Color, or through the uh, virtual console on the 3DS eShop, which is now shut down. So if you don't have a Game Boy Color, you're kind of screwed. Unless you've got an emulator system like I do. But that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah, some of these are going to be really hard to find, but... You know, unless you have the original system. Some are pretty easy to find, like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Uh, those have been re-released numerous times. But um, if you'd like to take a look at it, I, I will link the article in the show notes. Um, now to something that I really wanted to talk about, um, that I'm really excited about. If you grew up in the 90s and probably into the 2000s you have probably come across GoldenEye on the N64. Well, it is now available on the Nintendo Switch Online service if you've got the expansion pack or if you are on Xbox it is now available on Game Pass. So this is pretty freaking awesome. Like I said, if you if you're familiar with the game, if you if you're around in the late '90s, early 2000s, and uh, yeah, you, you've you've played this game um, either solo or more than likely you played the multiplayer um, King of the Mountain, like Death Mountain um, battles. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this, and I have played a little bit. I will talk about that here in a bit. But I do have a couple of articles here about it. So, one, uh, these are both Nintendo Life articles. This actually was released in 2015 um, as part of uh, Xbox's Rare Replay promotion. Um, There's an article that talked about how... uh, how hard it was to bring this about because the rights to the GoldenEye game are with Rare. So, and you know, Rare had a pretty good relationship with Nintendo there for a while. So, yeah, there's a the video that talks about um, the making of GoldenEye, actually. So there's a, a Rare replay documentary um, on YouTube that I will link in the show notes. 
but also Nin, uh, Nintendo Life posted an article that compares the Nintendo Switch version with the Xbox version of GoldenEye. So the Nintendo Switch version is basically the N64 version. Um, same controls. Now, the N64 controller only had one analog stick. So, uh, it does kind of auto-assist with aiming, but it's kind of hard to... You can't really look around well. Like, you know how the right analog stick is the camera and the left is movement? Well, the right analog stick, you know, and for all intents and purposes, doesn't exist with the N64 so that kind of makes things a little challenging however the nintendo switch version has the multiplayer game which is mainly what people played uh golden eye for um not so much me because i didn't really get a chance to own an n64 for you know like at all so whenever i played GoldenEye, it was at a friend's house, and I would always get my ass handed to me. But, um, one thing about the Xbox version, yeah, it doesn't really have the multiplayer game. However, it does have a little bit of a graphic improvement. Not, I mean, not a ton, but it's noticeable. And it also has updated controls, which include the right analog stick. So, um, that is definitely appreciated. So there's positives and negatives to both versions. So definitely check it out. Um, I'm sure those of you who grew up when I did have already checked it out. But yeah, it, it's definitely a blast from the past. I never really got much of a chance to play the single player game. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. So anyway, um, let's get into sales and deals. There is a, um, cat, look, what is this, Capcom? Um, no, no. There's a uh, Uno game trial going on right now, so you can download Uno for free if you are a Nintendo Switch Online member. And if you like it, you can pick it up for 60% off. So this includes all the different expansion packs for Uno. So um, there's a Rayman uh, theme. There's... A Call of Yara theme. There's an Assassin's Creed Valhalla theme, which is pretty cool. Immortals Phoenix Rising, Just Dance. Um, so yeah, that goes through February 6th. There is also a Bandai Namco sale going on um, that through the 31st of January. So this includes Doraemon, uh, Story of Seasons, and uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. There's, uh, you know, and that includes all the DLC. Uh, My Hero uh, One's Justice, Naruto, games like that. Um, Pac-Man. So yeah, some some pretty good stuff there. There is a there is a Capcom uh, Lunar New Year sale going on through February first. So, a bunch of Assassin's Creed, there's Phoenix Wright, there's uh, Monster Hunter, Mega Man, Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins, man, that was a blast from the past there. 
um, a bunch of Resident Evils, Street Fighter, yeah, um, there is also a Ubisoft New Year's sale going on through February 2nd, so this is Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope, Assassin's Creed, Just Dance, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Family Feud, a bunch of board game games, uh, Scott Pilgrim, South Park, yeah, um, a lot of good stuff there. There's a Warner Brothers sale going on through February 5th. It's a bunch of Lego games, uh, including Lego Skywalker Saga, uh, Mortal Kombat. There is an EA Sports sale going on through February 6th. So, uh, actually, this is FIFA 23 Legacy Edition. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely check that out. And I believe that is it for sales and deals. Um, now I've talked a lot about Marvel's Midnight Sun, and um, I was kind of critical about. I like I wasn't critical about the game itself, but I did want to take a moment and say that yes, I think that the way that they handled the ad, the excuse me the uh, the ads that's what I was trying to say the, the commercial the trailers I don't think that the trailers really captured what the game was however from what I understand the game is amazing so everybody that I talked to that has played the game has absolutely loved it so, and I'd, I'd really actually would be, wouldn't, I'd be interested in um, playing the game myself, but I mean, it's full price, and, and, you know, and that's just for the regular game. There's a bunch of, there's like a deluxe edition, there's a legendary edition, um, but yeah, like, and there, and that's just the gameplay itself. Like, there's lots that you can do in between the missions. So yeah, I love to play uh, Marvel Midnight Sun. It looks really cool. So I'm really happy for everybody who is enjoying the game. And yeah, hopefully I will be able to do that myself. So anyway, let's get into what I have been playing. I've been playing a lot lately, uh, both on my emulator machine and on my Switch. So. With my emulator machine, I've played uh, quite a bit of... I, I started playing the Oracle games. Because I wanted to do... I never. I don't think I ever really did a linked version of those games. Because uh, you finish one game, it'll give you a code. You put the code into the other game. And you get a quote-unquote final boss with Ganon. Because um, each game has their own boss, but then there's the final boss with Ganon. Um, so yeah, I am pretty far in Oracle of Seasons. That's the one that I chose to start with. It's the one I'm more familiar with. But I will say that I've been um, playing through, and I'm really wondering how the hell I figured out how to do some of this stuff when I was a kid. God damn. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, some of those puzzles are no joke. Um, and like I said, I don't know how I figured out how to do some of this stuff back in 2001 or 2002, whenever I last played 
uh, full playthrough of those games. Like, I, I played through, I had both of them, but I had Oracle of Seasons quite a while before I had Oracle, Oracle of Ages. And, yeah, um, I those games came out in 2001. I don't think I had them when they first came out. I had them not too long after. But, yeah, I have no idea how I figured out how to do some of those... Uh, figure out some of those gems. Not gems. Uh, dungeons. So, yeah. Uh, I've been playing a lot of those. I am now playing Super Mario RPG uh, Legend of the Seven Stars, which is not a game I've ever played before. But I know a lot of people love that game. I know it was included in the super nintendo classic console that nintendo put out and yeah a lot of people say it's a five-star game and i'd never played it so i am now playing it i beat i want to say it was the first boss um right outside the mushroom kingdom so that has been a lot of fun um let's see what else have i played that's nintendo um, I guess the other biggest thing is the uh, Pokemon Scarlet. I kind of took a little bit of a break with that, but I'm now playing through it again. And, or playing through it again. I'm not playing through it again. I am now um, working on finishing it. So I got really far. And like I, I beat the... I got up to the very end on the three major storylines, and now I'm working on finishing them. So I finished the Team Star story, and I must say, I think that Team Star is so much better than what Team Yell was. Uh, Team Yell was kind of a joke. Um... At least in my opinion. I just... They weren't even really a team like what we were used to with the other games. Like I said, they're Uber fanboys. That's it. That's all they were. Um, there was no real reason that they existed other than to um, cheer for the trainer that they love. However, the story with... Team Star. I'm not really going to get into it, but it is a hell of a lot better than what Team Yell was. So, um, yeah, I finished that story, and now I'm working on the Elite Four, because I believe you have to finish the Elite Four before you can finish the legend, uh, the uh, legacy, the legendary path story with the. Uh, legendary Pokemon. So yeah, that is where I'm at with uh, Pokemon Scarlet. So let's talk about um, GoldenEye. So well, yeah, I'm really excited that GoldenEye is now available. Um, I never thought I'd see the day that GoldenEye would be available simply because of everything going that, you know, the whole rare thing. So yeah, I have played through the first mission, and I'm now working on the second mission, and it, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I haven't done any multiplayer with it, um, hopefully I can do that 
pretty soon. So, yeah, that's uh, really all I've been playing lately. Um, let's get into what we're here for today, and that is the Power Glove. So. Alright guys, so let's talk about the Power Glove. So the Power Glove was made by Mattel and uh, Mattel in the US and PAX in Japan. Now what this is, is it's an accessory for the NES or the NES, uh, depending on <laughs> where you live. So it was distributed by Grant Goddard and Sam Davis for Abrams uh, Gentile Entertainment or AGE and this came out in 1989 and it had two functions uh, it could uh, it was a regular controller uh, like it has a standard controller on the back of the arm part and it also has motion detection so this is one of the first motion control accessories that uh, ever existed for any video game system so again nintendo and their innovation like the like just the fact that they were even coming up with this sort of stuff back in the 80s is amazing um so yeah the idea behind it fantastic um Execution, maybe not so much, but we'll get into that. So, there are a couple of games that were designed specifically for this, kind of like other accessories that we'll discuss in the future. But, um, yeah, it's it just with uh, any sort of movement with your hands could um, affect the gameplay even like twitching your fingers raising your hand um, if you could actually see the um, the commercial that I played at the beginning they even showed um, a player playing punch out with it which is kind of cool um, however like I said um, sometimes it just it didn't work so yeah, the glove, ha like I said, it has a standard controller on the forearm, as well as uh, program buttons, and, uh, you know, labeled from 0 to 9. The user presses the program button and the number button to input commands. So, a lot of these games had a, like, a, the power glove had things that, um, like, specific input commands depending on what game you're playing so along with the controller the uh, you know it, it's just kind of like how you determine what does what with um, the motions it also had two ultrasonic speakers in the glove and three ultrasonic microphones um, that you put around the TV monitor and it, they take turns transmitting in short bursts um, of 40 kilohertz uh, sound and uh, the system measures the time it takes for the sound to reach the microphones and this uh, determines a triangulation um, 
So this, uh, it's kind of like how they captured what you're doing, which is kind of cool. Um, I mentioned that there were a couple of games that were designed specifically for the Power Glove. This includes Super Glove Ball, which was kind of a, a, a maze, like a 3D puzzle maze game. And then uh, Bad Street Brawler, which was a, a beat-em-up game. Uh, both games were playable with this standard NES controller. However, um, there were specific moves that could only be used with the Power Glove. So, and these were branded as Power Glove, the, part of the Power Glove gaming series. Super Glove Ball was uh, apparently American released only, never released in Japan. Then, since no Power Glove specific games were ever retailed in Japan, the Power Glove was sold as an alternative controller only. Um, yeah, that definitely affected sales, and apparently PAX declared bankruptcy because of it. But, yeah, what can you do? Um, like I said, um, a lot of it really wasn't it didn't work that well um i don't i don't know i never really played with one but it was one of those things that you always kind of wanted to check out um unfortunately only very few people did so apparently only uh, apparently a hundred thousand units were sold in the u.s and this totaled 88 million in sales the games specifically made for the Power Glove were commercial failures, unfortunately. So, but I mean, it, it's kind of become a, um, a cult classic type of item. Like, you, you saw it in media a lot. Like I mentioned, um, it was featured in, I want to say it was Freddy's Dead the Final Nightmare and the wizard and even as recently as um there's a, a movie on hbo max that um it's kind of like a christmas story but with a nintendo system it stars neil patrick harris and it is called eight bit christmas so um yeah that <laughs> it's kind of funny um yeah it's it's featured in that movie but yeah it they made it a point to show that it didn't work very well. Um, maybe it did when it came out. Like I, like I said, I never saw one in person, but it was featured all over the media at the time, and even to this day. Um, I guess it is considered a commercial success, um, probably due to the. Um, the Wizard movie with um, with uh, Fred Savage, which I still need to watch that movie. Uh, I'm gonna have to do a review of that movie at some point whenever I get a chance to watch it. Um, like I said, I I do still intend to do a series on video game TV shows and. Uh, movies um we're, we're working out the kinks of uh how we're gonna like because kelsey uh mr kdb is going to be involved in that also 
and um yeah we're, that's uh one thing that we are going to be covering um is the wizard so definitely going to be doing that soon but um yeah the wizard i definitely want to um include that because the wizard the wizard is basically one big nes commercial and um so yeah um <laughs> there's also um yeah that apparently in the wizard there's this part where there one of the characters starts a game of rad racer and finishes the stage uh the first stage and he says to them he his friends he says i love the power glove it's so bad and um yeah i mean i don't know what else you can say about it it's a great concept but maybe a little bit before it's time and um also i imagine you have to be a kid to be able to wear the damn thing i don't know if it comes in different sizes but yeah that is basically the power glove um like i said great concept you can see the seeds of motion controls being planted uh, something that Nintendo has, uh, I guess it came to fruition with the, um, I mean, you, you saw it again with the Wii, and the Switch really took advantage of it with certain games, even Ultra Street Fighter 2, um, Legend of Zelda, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it really, it, I guess it really... Um, came into its own with the Wii Motion Plus. That's when you saw the... Um, that's when you saw the, the uh, motion-specific puzzles with the sword. So, yeah, that I guess really is it as far as the Power Club. So, I guess in between the... Um, TV and movie episodes that are going to be coming out, I'll start talking about more accessories. The NES and the Game Boy especially had a ton of accessories. So, and then, you know, maybe some of them aren't going to be the longest episodes, but hey, you know, some of them, there could be a lot more to them. So anyway, that is it. As far as this episode, I'd like to thank The Hive, as always, for sponsoring this podcast. And if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find the show at Nintendo P on Twitter and Instagram and you can find me specifically at iangold08 and yeah, uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving a rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and uh, yeah, I'd greatly appreciate it it helps get eyes and ears on the show and you can also find me at my other shows, i got Tamarillic Adventures and Tapes from the Wastes and yeah, that'll, that'll do it for this episode, so as always, stay tuned for more Nintendo.